Welcome to Our Fulfilled Life, a resource to guide, challenge, and inspire you to define your own version of happy and then to go get it. My name is Erica Ewing, and I believe we're here to grow, to love, and to live joyfully. By day, I photograph weddings and families, and by daydream, I am a source of calm inspiration for the everyday woman as she navigates her way through a busy, noisy world. My goal is to help you discover what brings you the most joy so you can focus on that. From making and celebrating small wins to big transformations, we all need companionship to thrive. So let's flourish together, my friend. I'm so glad you're here for this very first episode. This isn't where I plan to start. I have an entirely different first episode pre-recorded. But as of yesterday, this one takes precedence. I promise I'll get to a proper introduction later, but here I wanted to dive right in because I have an important but basic question. Ready? Money aside, what is the one thing you wish you had more of? I'll ask that again. What is the one thing that you wish you had more of? I bet you said time. Did you? If you didn't, drop me a note because now I need to hear your answer. But my guess is that most people would say they wish they had more time. Time is really the greatest commodity we have, isn't it? Well, the reason I'm asking is to push your perspective on the current state of life at the moment. Because as I see it, if you're quarantined at home because of the recent social distancing rules, you've just been given a big old gift of time Before I dive into this idea, let's first address the elephant in the room. This is scary. Coronavirus wasn't a phrase most of us had ever heard before just a couple of weeks or maybe a month ago. People around the world are getting sick. Some of those sick are dying. The virus is spreading at a rapid pace, and now conspiracy theories are popping up everywhere. Social media is flooded with posts of fear and frustration, and news outlets are pretty mixed on how concerned we actually should be. The one message that was clear to me is that we should be distancing ourselves from other people in order to slow the spread. Enter another term we were unfamiliar with, social distancing. Events have been postponed, restaurants are closed beyond takeout orders, and schools are closed. Human contact is being restricted in a way I could have never imagined. You feel the same? To be honest, I didn't get the importance of it at first. I'm personally not high risk, and if I do get the virus, the news is telling me that odds are the symptoms would be pretty mild, similar to a flu, or maybe even completely symptom-free. But the reality is that if you or someone you love is elderly or has a compromised immune system, this is a whole different ballgame. I unfortunately don't have any living grandparents, but my dad, while seemingly strong like a 70-something-year-old ox, has type 1 diabetes, which puts him at risk. Social distancing helps protect everyone, and it slows the spread, which helps hospitals to stay on top of the need. So here, I'm going to focus on social distancing, not the virus. From here on out, please know that I'm not diminishing the virus. It's just not the focus of this message. So if we're all doing our part like we've been asked, social distancing is the piece we all feel the most, and to be honest, it is devastating. 
If you're feeling this right now, I want you to know that I hear you, and I feel it too. I'm going to address a few audiences below, speaking specifically to business owners and aspiring entrepreneurs, to engaged couples and other people ready to celebrate an important milestone or event, to moms, and then to humans in general, because we all identify there, right? You should be able to get some value from the other buckets. Even if the advice doesn't apply verbatim, there's a lesson in there you may be able to apply to your own life. So I hope you get something out of each part. The first bucket I mentioned was small business owners. For us, social distancing is really, really hard. My husband and I are photographers, and a substantial part of our business is photographing weddings. Our business is going to take a huge loss if we don't have clients to serve. This goes for so many service-based businesses and also the brick-and-mortar stores. Some of us will go out of business because of this. That thought gives me a pit in my stomach because I know personally how much soul, like literal blood, sweat, and tears, goes into building a business. So let's get creative. How can more time help your business? Is there an idea that you've kept in the back of your mind that just needs time to develop? Because right now, girlfriend, you have time. You have time to brainstorm and plan so you can reimagine and reshape your business to branch and to grow in a new direction. What if you're a brick and mortar? Can you create an online shop to open up a new stream of revenue? Regardless of your type of business, you have value and talent and skill. You wouldn't be in business otherwise. People want to hear from you and to support you and to buy from you. Can you expand and educate yourself on a new skill that you've been interested in through online courses? Or can you start teaching online in an area where you have expertise? I have a short exercise for you. Jumping jacks! Just kidding, though jumping jacks might actually be really useful right now, but for real, grab a pen and paper and set a timer for five minutes. Brainstorm all the ways you could generate revenue given the current state or in preparation for returning to the real world. If you're home and you're able to do it now, please pause this podcast and do it. Putting pen to paper is so eye-opening, and I promise you it will help you see things differently and more clearly. Are there ways that you can offer your products or service that can either circumvent the social distancing or be prepared for when the pandemic clears? This suggestion really goes to anyone who's got a day job that's been impacted by the distancing too. If you've been let go or your hours have been cut, know that you have skills and talents with value that you can make work for you. You just need the time to develop it. If you don't own a small business, but there are small businesses out there that you love that are currently closed, consider supporting them in another way. Leave a positive review on Google or Facebook. I saw this idea online and I loved it. It's a great way to show support and it takes nothing but a little bit of time. Let's shift gears and talk about engaged couples who've had to postpone or change their wedding plans. Oh girl, I feel for you. So much work, anticipation, and excitement goes into planning a wedding. It is literally a labor of love and it's got to break hearts to have to change plans so abruptly. Speaking of labors of love, I also feel for the new babies in this world. Not only are they entering the world in the most upset time ever, they also won't have newborn portraits to celebrate their arrival. 
on account of the distancing. I photograph newborns regularly at our studio, and I can see the joy these portraits bring to new parents. Because they really do grow so quickly. I have a canvas from my little Cooper's session hanging in my living room, and it's one of my most treasured gifts. Side note, I am working on a free guide to help new moms, or any moms really, take better pictures of their kids while they're at home. If this is something you'd like, you can find episode number one at ourfulfilledlife.com for more info. And this goes for anyone else who has a big milestone or celebration planned. Divorce parties, cancer-free celebrations, baptisms, birthday parties, all of it. If you were moments away from celebrating something meaningful to you, my suggestion is to feel the sadness at the change of plans, and then to think about your story as it relates to the pandemic of 2020. This is going to be a monumental moment in history that we survive together. Imagine it, your story of the great pandemic of 2020. Imagine that we're on the other side and your celebration plans are back on. What does that journey look like for you? Think about how you tell it to your grandkids. Grab a pen and paper and write for five to 10 minutes. The story probably goes something like this. We had big plans to celebrate in the spring of 2020 until the great pandemic, when the coronavirus, COVID-19, spread across the globe and social events were shut down across the entire country and beyond. We were ordered to self-quarantine, so we hunkered down together, away from everyone else. We learned more about each other and ourselves during that time than we ever thought possible. It meant lots of snuggles on the couch and learning to cook together. And when the virus cleared and the restrictions were lifted, we celebrated with hearts more grateful than we ever had before. This is general, but push yourself to get specific. What does that time look like together? And what will it feel like to celebrate with everyone you love when life gets back to normal? And now for the mamas out there. And really, I should be generalizing more to the parents out there because my husband Ben is in this too, as are a lot of dads. We have two boys ages 10 and 7. Man, I feel for them. The idea of no school honestly sounds like a dream, but they're missing time with friends, they're missing sports, and they're missing classroom learning. And now, Ben and I are responsible to be both stay-at-home parents and teachers, neither of which are we really equipped to be. This will surely stretch us. I think patience will be the greatest skill we'll have to work on. That's with each other, with the kiddos, and with ourselves. So practice patience. Know that patience takes time. And guess what? You've now got a whole lot of that. So do your best and give yourself and your littles some patience and some grace. Structure helps. Make time for you and also time for you and your partner. And if you find yourself struggling, start a daily journal and get those frustrations out on paper. Or consider a virtual therapist. A friend of mine has an emotional coach she chats with over Skype. I thought this was so cool. And also, definitely plan some video dates with your girlfriends and wine. Patience in a little wine goes a long way. Okay, so the last bucket is the all of us humans bucket. Man, I feel for all of us who need connection. From date nights to dinner with the girls to gym workouts and work meetings over coffee. We need connection. Are there ways you can fulfill this need at home or virtually? I was thinking about going on a date with Ben in our backyard when the weather gets nicer. 
We have a little two-person bistro set we got a long time ago at our first apartment. It brings back great memories when I look at it. And I have plans for an outside dinner date with my hubs in the very near future. I'm also scheduling face-to-face meetings over Skype instead of just chatting on the phone. And don't forget about those video wine dates with my girls. We're just at the start of it, and this is going to be hard. But I hope this episode helps you see some of the good things that can come from social distancing. The silver lining really is time. Let's revisit the idea that social distancing is a temporary break from life as we know it and provides us with the gift of time. What could you do with this? We've all said it before. If I had more time, I'd exercise. I wish I had more time with my kids. If I had more time, I'd prepare healthy meals and eat better. There's never enough time to do that project, personal development, that thing I've been putting off. Even just having that time to binge watch a show you've had on your list, or read, or paint, or do a puzzle, or just rest. Now is that time. Now most of us have no commute. How could you use that extra time in your day? If you're working from home, how could you work more efficiently to be freed up to do other things? If you're not working at all or working on a limited basis, know first that this will pass and also take this as an opportunity to rewrite your life at this very moment from small shifts to big changes. Of course, it's not as easy as it sounds. There's definitely the financial hardship that comes along with not working. If your job has been disrupted like ours, things will be uncertain financially for who knows how long. That's a hard pill to swallow and one that I may have shed a tear or two over just earlier this week. But we have the choice. We can choose to stay stuck on the things we cannot change, or we can choose to shift our focus to what we can change. For me, I generally always wish my days were longer. I can't tell you how many times I've thought, if I had more time, I'd do X, Y, Z. If I had more time, I'd make small, healthy shifts. I'd start that morning routine I've been thinking of for so long with yoga, meditation, and writing from the heart, mostly for this podcast, actually. I'd make exercise and eating more veggies a priority. I'd play outside with my kids more. And on a more transformative level, I'd work on creating content to help other small businesses create a business and life they love. Seeing other businesses grow makes my heart sing, and it's been on my mind. I'm going to use this quiet time to get started. My hope is they'll become new habits I'll carry with me when life gets back to normal. How about you? This is your moment to think and see your life differently. You have quiet time. Now is the time to dive into those things that could make your heart sing and make your life feel whole. Know that these changes can be anything from small daily shifts you can start today to big transformational ideas that will take time to develop. So let's chat, my friend. What could this extra time look like for you? What difference could more time mean for you, for your family, for your joy? And how can you leverage the time away to best serve you? I'd like to leave you with a beautiful sentiment that's circling the interwebs. Written by Kitty O'Meara. This really resonated with me. And the people stayed home and read books and listened and rested and exercised and made art and played games and learned new ways of being and were still and listened more deeply, 
Some meditated, some prayed, some danced, some met their shadows, and the people began to think differently, and the people healed, and in the absence of people living in ignorant, dangerous minds in heartless ways, the earth began to heal. And when the danger passed and the people joined together again, they grieved their losses and made new choices and dreamed new images and created new ways to live and heal the earth fully as they had been healed. I hope you found this episode helpful. As I mentioned at the beginning, this isn't where I intended to start, but it feels right and so in line with the overall theme of this podcast. The idea that when you get intentional on both what serves you and what doesn't serve you, you can spark something magical in your life. I'll dive into my story more and how I landed here in front of you with a podcast in the next episode. Know that I'm here to help you figure out what lights you up, what truly brings you joy, and to help you really create a life you love. For me, it's been a couple of aha moments in a series of small intentional shifts. I'm definitely not doing it perfectly, but I'm here to share my honest journey, lessons I've learned, struggles I've encountered, and ways I've seriously upped the happy level in my own life. So tell me, did you enjoy this episode? I would be so honored if you would subscribe and share with like-minded friends. And if you leave a review, know that I will be doing a happy dance through my kitchen that will make my kids' eyes roll for days. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll be back with you next week.